Now, in case you haven't noticed, it's that time of the year, just a few weeks out from Christmas, when the treasurer, Jim Chalmers, puts the finishing touches on my EFO, as it's called, the Mid-Year Economic and Fiscal Update. So far, Dr Chalmers is busy managing expectations about whether he sees another budget surplus in the pipeline even though budget number crunches are already predicting another budget bonanza. With his outlook, we're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Uh, Peter, we seem to have this political game year after year about whether there'll be a surplus or whether the budget will dip back into deficit. I mean, why can't Jim Chalmers just (laughs) nail the figure and tell us? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. Yeah, look, it's that usual game about whether there'll be a surplus or a deficit in the simplistic political world, I suppose, where surplus is seen as good, deficit seen as bad. It's really not as simple as that, but that's the way it's viewed in the world of a sound economic management as uh, the Albanese government's halfway through the term. Jim Chalmers did deliver a record $22 billion surplus in 2022-23, but the estimates uh, for the next one are wide-ranging. The Commonwealth Bank sees a $20 billion surplus. Deloitte Access Economics has a much slimmer one at $2.4 billion, but after that, back to deficits. Now, this is all about windfall taxes on commodity exports with the iron ore price about double treasury estimates but also personal tax income uh, take is higher and also benefiting from bad news like the war in Ukraine and inflation which turns out to be good news for the budget. The former Treasury economist Chris Richardson now running his own independent Rich Insights is uh, perhaps the go-to economist who cuts through the jargon and tells the story straight. He sees a $10 billion surplus in 2023-24. He says while the budget is awash with cash, it's pretty tough for Jim Chalmers to crow and take credit, especially at a time when people are doing it tough from the higher cost of living. And they see this healthy surplus and wonder why they're not getting a bigger slice of the bonanza to provide just a bit of relief. The government is still rolling in money, but yes, expecting uh, about a $10 billion surplus this year, dropping into small deficits after that. But if you look at the five years uh, through to 26, 27, basically the budget will have been balanced across that period. And it's still raining cash with all that tax revenue from commodities, but how long can that last? Not forever. Uh, you know, basically Australia is being paid a fortune by the world for the sorts of things that we sell. Iron ore is a great example. You know, that price uh, expected by the government and its budget figuring uh, to fall away is in fact trading at more than double the levels that the government expected. So given all the tax receipts and Treasury coffers are overflowing, there's still that question of people wanting relief from the high cost of living. Uh, It is very, very tricky. And the politics of this uh, are getting tricky. Uh, Although the surplus uh, is still pretty strong, the reasons driving it are changing. Uh, Yes, you know, things like the iron ore price means uh, the company tax take uh, remains really high and much higher than the government expected. But the momentum uh, in the tax take currently has swung to personal taxes. Uh, That's where the big uh, dollars are coming in. Uh, and, And the challenge for the government is people will see the government's got money, I haven't. Why aren't they helping? And just looking at the games that get played in the lead-up to MyEFO, if there is good news, as you say, about a $10 billion surplus, why aren't they announcing that now? 
because it is a really tricky situation for the government to say, we're rolling in money even if you're not. And and people's standard of living is under considerable pressure. Your wages haven't kept up uh, with prices. Your personal tax uh, bill is much higher. People are looking for help. The government really has to be careful around that, though, because if it gives people help, uh, you know, that means usually giving them money one way or another. Uh, and if they spend it, that can add to inflation and add to the problem. Those rivers of gold from commodities, they're going to last for a little while longer. But what about the big reforms that are needed to the tax system, for example, to to set the country up for the next decade? Yeah, look, we have a very rickety tax system that could be done better on all sorts of fronts. Neither side of politics has really done anything fundamental for a long time. Now, uh, we get little band-aids and and sticky tape and there's much uh, screaming and yelling about that. And we've got challenges uh, on the spending side uh, as well. The NDIS Uh, you know, a much-needed way to help uh, disabled Australians, but the increase in the spend there uh, has been really remarkable. The OECD seems pretty confident that inflation is falling and that the Reserve Bank's cash rate rises have peaked. How confident are you about that and also about their prediction that there'll be cash rate cuts by the end of next year? I do think Australia and the world are winning the fight on inflation. There's no guarantee that there's not another rate rise out there, but it is not my expectation. Uh, The news on inflation continues to be remarkably good, and so far uh, we haven't seen too much damage to Australia's economy and Australia's unemployment rate. So, so far, so good and still on that narrow path. Economist Chris Richardson there speaking with Peter Ryan, who's still with us. Peter, just while we have you, how sure can we be that there won't be an interest rate hike next week? Well, just at the moment, there's no sign of what would be an unwelcome Christmas present from the Reserve Bank. Money markets only see a 3% chance of a rate increase next Tuesday, December the 5th. Um, This will be the Reserve Bank's last meeting of the year. They're not back till February. Inflation, at least on the October reading, slowing to 4.9%, still well above the Reserve Bank's 2 to 3% target bandit, but heading in the right direction. And, and as Chris Rich- Richardson mentioned there, the Reserve Bank looks as though they may well be finished uh, with hiking interest rates. But of course, the OECD and other forecasters have been wrong before, but there is reason for cautious optimism that the inflation emergency looks as though it's easing. Okay, Peter, thank you as always. That's our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.